Welcome to Honest Conversations with Alex Cubis. I'm sitting with... Sean Pates, what's up, peeps? Uh, uh, that is the second time we did that because we did an audio <laughs> test before. Um, as you guys know, I start every... Boom, damn, I messages. I start every conversation with the same question. Uh, Rashan, finish these phrases. Mm. I think, I feel, I need, I want. I think, I feel, I need, I want. Yeah. And it's up to complete all three. All four. Just as like in this moment right now. Oh, what okay, do you think? Cool. What do you feel? What do you need? What do you um, want? I think I'm tired. I want Skittles. Okay. I need... To study this music for this next job, and okay. then appropriate. Yeah. What was that? Uh, I want. No. I, I want think I feel. I need. Oh, I feel. Yeah. I feel yeah. good. But you think you're tired. Mm. How does that work? Well, I have insomnia, so I'm always tired. So I know how to feel tired and yet feel okay at the same time. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> as a dancer, okay, all right. Um, that's something we could explore later. Mm. But anyway, you already said you already mentioned that you're on a job and you're needing to study for that um, yeah. I won't do the introduction I mean maybe if you guys read the bio that I'm, I will write for Rashan after this <laughs> interview um, it'll sound very impressive and you guys will want to hear more about it maybe from him um, are you inspired by your stress like you just said that you need to study it what motivates you to be doing the work that you're doing um, yeah I'm motivated by a little bit of everything I think I'm a big feeling type of person so um whenever i feel something especially in the music and the dance world it's so much easier to react and to use that to create something so whether if it's like last minute stressed whatever i'm feeling i use it i like it yeah use okay it I manage um how do you feel about this conversation right now like have you ever had an interview about your work before um you? yeah i've actually i got interviewed la a couple days ago actually from ucla they called okay. like yo you did the music video. Nice. so what's cool. the deal so like i talked to them about working with katie and working with two of their students who are going there okay. in their dance department so and then i've done like i mean i hairspray that interviews yeah. and i did glee so all that so i mean i'm I'm used to it. They're still always kind of funny to me, but well, they're, hey, I'm used they're to forced it. conversation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, what did you, uh, what were you asked in those conversations that bothered you? Um, them being generic interviews, and they they sort of all ask the same questions. No, kind of, kind of. I think there there's like a script, like an unspoken script yeah. with interviews that, it's and like I'm a talk. I'm a personable person. We can talk about any and everything okay. all day. I love to talk. So when it's kind of like robotic, I'm like. Oh, well, this is boring because there's nothing like from the opposite and there won't be like a... a so why banter. So why don't you say that? Oh, I totally have. You do? Yeah, yeah. I said that well, it's once a boring or twice. Yeah, once or twice. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Because I think, I mean, pe people get bougie in interviews, you know, like they want to keep or like portray themselves as one Wait, way. Wait, just in case you didn't hear that word, you know, people bougie. get what? Yeah, yeah get bougie, bougie in interviews, yeah. Um, they bring out their representation of them, the okay. people or the person that the world likes or that they think sure. the world likes sure me i don't really have time for all that like you really don't you, no, no no i really don't have time to put on because you're on it like front. all the time no no I mean, that's not just, that i'm suggesting that it's a front but no it's like, yeah it's just i i'm i'm me and i'm comfortable and mm -hmm. i'm human you know what i mean we all breathe the same kind of air so yeah. whether i'm a nobody or whether i'm freaking beyonce and jay-z like i think 
it rains on all of us. So okay. why all of a sudden do I need to pretend like I'm just real? I'm like, right, if someone asks me, something, I'm like, why did you ask me that? Like, right. like. So I just think, yeah, being I think being open and really well, honest. And given those, what we were discussing right before this yeah. uh, conversation, Rashawn. Um, and I were coordinating uh, like a group uh, movie session with a bunch of people <laughs> and one of our friends um, had seen the movie yesterday and we were just discussing how it was like a typical dog <laughs> move on their part and he was asked and I, I just called it out in the group chat being like why when did you go see it like point blank um, so it's actually pretty timely that we just had the conversation right beforehand yeah um, so to what do you attribute that authenticity and how do you, do you think that there's like a sliding scale with it? Like, do you think, obviously, like you and I don't know each other that yeah, well, Yeah. but um, do you think that you're 100% authentic around everyone or like right now you're like at 90, whereas you go back home to your roommates, you know better and you're at Uh No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty even across the board. I That's really cool. am. I think so. It, it, it took a long time to get so here. You're a perfect interview candidate because like, I want to like yeah, figure out why and how life, you got there. You know, like life happens and you tend to like... You just kind of grow up, you know, you kind of learn things on the way. So I just, sure. and I don't like bougie-ness <laughs> or fakeness or like, yeah. there's just no time for it. They're really, at the end of this life, at the end of the day, none of that matters, you know what right. I mean? So just why be, why, why do that? Why not just be human and normal and be yourself? Because that's who the person, once they get to know you, that's who they're really going to see. Yeah. You know? We're, which, I mean, we all do. We go on a date or something. We bring forth this representation, mm. this other person, or yeah, this, this yeah, part of us yeah, that we yeah. want to make sure that they like. It's a curated and they feel. Self. Yeah. yeah. Which I get it. And I think you know, sometimes I, I may do it. And then I catch something like, oh, wow, I don't really need to impress you. You know what okay. I mean? I don't have it perfect. I don't. Yeah, has that happened recently where you've caught yourself like, um, going into being presenting a version of yourself? Let me see. Uh, yes, I think so. Is right. I and was did working it happen with, with Katy Perry? Yeah, totally. It totally right. happened with there Katie. We were in a meeting, and uh, it was just so last minute. I didn't know that I was going to sit okay. down and talk with her. I was with the the head of the choreography team and like her managers and all that stuff. And she like came in, and normally I don't care who it is. I'm like, yo, what's up? I yeah, did it. Yeah. And she walked in. I was like, hi, how are you doing? Like just so, super calm, cool, She's collected. like the number one you person you wanted to work with. For a while. No, 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 no. I oh. just I literally had no idea. I've been a big fan of her work and actually did a tour with the choreographer who uh, did the music video. I was his associate choreographer, okay. so who did um, her music video and the Grammys and the Brit Awards. Um, we did a dance at the end of our tour, like four or five years ago, to fireworks. So I've, oh. Katy Perry's has been okay. around for forever, and I love her work, I love her style, and I like the shift where she's going now. Right. So I, yeah, I just didn't think really much of it, and then she came in, and you don't know people, you know, you yeah. don't know or celebrities. I've noticed sure. like some of them aren't very warm and welcoming when yeah. you first get to meet yeah. them. But that's and them so, putting up a wall as well, yeah, right? That's totally them presenting a version of totally, themselves because they totally. have to be guarded because they know uh -huh. all the eyes are on them. And I walked in and I said hi. And Katie was the complete top. She she like, oh hey, what's up? Da, da, da. And I was like, oh thank God. I'm like, I don't have to like play or walk on eggshells yeah, right. for that person's comfortableness, their comfortability. Uh -huh. sure. So yeah. So how how old are you? Twenty seven. And at what point did you did you consciously make the decision that you're just not going to be that bougie person, or did it happen like in the past two years? Like, at what point do you think that um, you had that realization? I think from a young kid. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like in you. Kid, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't come from much. And if it doesn't help the listeners, because if they want to be authentic. No. Yes. Yeah, like, you're either born with it or you're not. According like, to the no, show. No. 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 I was no. born with I it. I think, but like, I wasn't born with it. I had. To, I saw things which made me want to 
do the opposite. Like I know I've have like a lot of rich family members and okay. the way that they are compared and the way that they are with family members who don't have that much money and stuff. Okay. Seeing their reactions and their relationships as a kid, like I I just kinda pick up on things like that. So I was like, ooh, that's whack. That's not in they they're literally not getting together because one thinks that they're bougie and better than the yeah. other, but they're all related. So you literally had, the same blood. You had so. a natural empathetic chip then when you were younger. Oh yeah, totally. Still to this day, sometimes it's annoying. Yeah, I think you're. Born <laughs> yeah. So and that's and do you think that's why you're an artist? Um. Or work in the field. No, I, I, do you I describe think, yourself as an artist? Yeah, totally, okay. totally. I hate when people say backup dancer or something just. I think that is just the dumbest, and I think it's just kind of disrespectful Why? because, to be blunt, I agree completely with you. honest, a yeah. lot of artists that are out now are not vocal singers. Okay, they only sound good in the studio, and then when you hear yeah. them live, you're like, "Ooh, that kind of sounds bad," because they're not vocalists. Okay. They're they're performers, and they are really great artists in that sense that they can put on a show, but. Yeah. Take away the dancers, take away all the help from the vocal machine machinery and all that stuff, and then you hear them. There's nothing. Are you so you have to, to throw dancers and all that. An example of this? oh, um, I mean, I could, but I prefer not to yeah, to say good, an artist. That's good. That's, yeah, but I mean, I, because I mean, not trying to be shady. That's sure. just that's just it is. You know, like there's because people still like them. Exactly, you're not, you're not and I love a ton of them not, who can't yeah, sing. You're not denying. Yeah, that they're, they're good not. Or they're entertaining. Yeah. Totally. They're right. like, Beyonce is a vocalist and an entertainer. Okay. Adele, a vocalist and entertainer. Like, those people who have, like, vocals, those kids got pipes. Whereas in there, two other ones who are, you know, like, a lot of mainstream pop people mm. don't have that vocal ability, but how they sound in the studio and the music that they make and everything, their whole entire package is dope. Okay. So, whether or not you're a vocalist or not, I'm not hating on anybody, get the check. Yeah. But I just hate when they say backup dancer, going back to that point, because yeah. we're more than that. A lot of artists need dancers. A sure. lot of artists can't do it by themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's a, I think... You when you watch dance, it changes you. You feel it's like neuron mirroring. Actually, uh, Danny Ezra, who yeah. I've been working for four or five years now, he was telling us that um, when people watch a dancer, they get they feel a little bit of what they're feeling mm. on a physical neuro like a neuron level. Mm. So um, I probably just said all that wrong. No, no, no. no but, that's what um, makes a good actor as well. So yeah, yeah. it you feel that and you it activate, changes you. Activate yeah, an audience exactly. That's exactly. What an so is. I think dance. <laughs> the term backup dancer is just stupid and silly and I get it and I get why they say that because a lot of people just aren't educated in the dance world and what that what is dance other mm -hmm. than I'm just seeing people dancing behind someone or I'm seeing someone dancing in a scene so yeah so um, when you started working as a professional artist mm -hmm. so you had this inherent empathy as a kid mm -hmm. and that's just like that's just it. people are born with that. Yeah. Like, that's totally cool. Mm -hmm. And then obviously like uh, childhood circumstances modified it or enhanced it mm -hmm. and sort of gave you permission to exercise it. And mm -hmm. that's actually pretty similar to me. Yeah. When you started as a professional artist, did you notice that you held back or that you were forced to sort of um, modify yourself in any way and not express the authenticity that you have hmm, now i think like in the early in like your early 20s yeah i think i was just young and just being secure and believing in yourself and in your talent you know like you come from so the answer is no no yeah right cool. totally no, that's no, no, awesome no. i wasn't always like confident and like oh i got this kind of thing and still to this day like there are moments when I still doubt myself, yeah. but when those moments happen, I can look back and see everything that I've come through and accomplished 
even though I felt that I was unprepared or I was terrified of it or something, it's always worked out. And I believe that if you just keep going and keep pushing and keep going, despite what you may feel, because yeah. your feelings are fickle and they'll lie to you, yeah. you'll be afraid of something yeah. that you do. And you're like, what the hell was I scared of that for yeah, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. So I think if you just push it in spite of what you may be feeling, I think, yeah. So that's where I'm now. But back then, hell no. I was very insecure. I didn't, I didn't think that I was good enough. I didn't think that I was coming from Arizona to L.A. and living here now or living there then and auditioning or even driving and flying back and forth to auditions and stuff while still living in Arizona. I would come in and, you know, like there's this you go to L.A. and they're like the L.A. dancers and everyone's dope and everyone's amazing. So what makes you different and how are you going to book a job compared to someone else who's been here for 10 years kind of thing? Mm. So all those things morphing in and then you're like, well, am I good enough? Am I dope enough? Am I attractive enough? Am I fitting all of these things okay. that we run into every single day yeah. in this industry? And it just it took trial and error. It took having to go to auditions and auditioning with people who I've known mm. Um, in the Darren's world or who I know just from looking I'm like damn you're fire like you're okay. dope kind of thing so it's just trial and error you go and you have to live it and I think if you pull back and you walk away from that mm. you don't grow and you will be missing the blessing that's on for you for the other side mm. or that's for you from on the other side so yeah, I just had to push you and I had to work through. There are a lot of days where I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up because you hear a thousand no's. And yeah. then all it takes is that one yes, you know, that one person in favor to yes. say yes. My first yes, which was it's stupid, was I walked on Glee. Just walked on. I didn't have to audition. I didn't do anything. My teacher grew up with uh, Brooke Lipton, who was the choreographer of Glee, along with Zach Woodley. And they grew up dancing together, so they're mm. like sisters. And I met her... Um, Oh man, like six, seven years ago now, and she like caught she I like, caught her eye, I guess, and she like kind of took me on her wing, and she just like taught me. Whenever she was teaching somewhere, I would go. She come to my home studio a lot and teach. And then one day, she, I get a call. She's like, "Hey, can you be in LA like Thursday? I have an, a possible reoccurring role for you on Glee." Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, you damn right, I can be there." So yeah. I went and. That was my that was my first professional job ever. Was Glee, right? Yeah, walk just it's stupid. I just walked straight onto that thing, and back then, like Lucky's everybody wanted to be on Glee. Like yeah. that was a humongous show for dancers. Yeah, of like, um, yeah, and it, for me to just walk right on it, it's just stupid. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to my original question, so there was in in like the struggle of pursuing a career as a professional artist. And adapting to different, like just geographical circumstances, mm -hmm. you did have to like check in with yourself, oh, and totally. there was some doubt, totally. right? But eventually, you go back to what you were inherently mm -hmm. as. Okay, yeah. So, do you think that there was something in the way that you were raised that maybe enhanced or allowed you to sort of foster that empathy and that ability to look outward and? have an understanding of people totally i think um i think it's all about i think it's the foundation i think i think everyone is a product of their surroundings sure. and i think a lot of not 100 percent though not know. no not 100 yeah. percent. i yeah. think i mean obviously because some yeah. people are born with yeah, totally totally yeah. um i think some people learn from things that happen around them and i think some people kind of like take it in and they mm -hmm. like hold it and they don't kind of explore and figure out what that meant for them da -da -da -da. But um, crap, where's I going with that? I was going somewhere no, with that. Childhood raising. Oh yes, yeah. I think it's, it's I think it's all foundational, and I think my parents did a really good job at making sure that we knew who we were. Okay. Um, I think, uh, yeah, my my parents are always like, 
the Paints Boys, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we were known for. Like, oh, here comes the Paint Boys. We were like the cool kids of our cousins. Um, okay. We show up and all of our cousins would like kind of fly out. But I think it really was because my parents just, they allowed us to be So you were us. just born, born empathetic and born cool? Well, I didn't think we were cool. Like, looking back on it now, I was like, dang, my little cousins really did look up to us. Like, right. we were the crazy ones. But okay. I think it's foundation. I honestly do believe in like, not to get like inherently or super like spiritual, about it, no, but I really no, do no, think it is like, for me, for you, the foundation, it it's really is God. And it's, I right. know that at the end of this life, like, whether you believe it or not, at the end of this life, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, getting all this money, I don't see somebody driving a U-Haul yeah. behind a hearse. Yeah. When it's over, it's over yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So knowing that there's more to life than just crap and mm-hmm. stuff and wanting to look or portray a certain way I think and coming from such a humble beginning too like I I appreciated the things that were given I appreciated the things where friends and families would go to vacation every year and I'd never gone on vacation my entire life right. I didn't see a beach until I was like 22 wow yeah yeah and I have never gone to Disneyland until I was like 21 22 or something like that maybe even 23 and I just appreciate that. Yeah. And I appreciate coming from a humble background where I said as a kid, I was like, damn it, we're always broken. Like, why yeah. are we the broken? But now I appreciate it because I know how hard, it, it, is. How hard it is and what it's like to have to work for something. So do you that. think that informs your artist, art, uh, your artistry? Because mm-hmm. one of the things that the theories that I've sort of come across in speaking to a lot of artists mm-hmm. is... It's been disproven by conversations with some producers of their opinions of like successful creatives like mm-hmm. uh, Lena Dunham or mm-hmm. people like that who mm-hmm. come from really privileged backgrounds as yeah. so many actors in LA do yeah. and even successful actors yeah. and writers like they're funded by their wealthy families. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like a like a, it's not a completely um, 100% like theory that mm-hmm. can define a lot of people but do you think that it's reasonable to attest with you that um, some struggle mm-hmm. uh, has informed your artistic identity. Oh, totally, totally. Okay. I think without a struggle and without having to go through something, um, you don't really get the full weight and understanding of what things really mean. Yeah. I think if it's always kind of handed to you, you take things for granted. Yeah. You know. Sure. Um, and w- which and that goes back to the actually the first question I said, like yeah. the stress being inspiring. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 So. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what about um, when you're working with someone like Katy Perry? Yeah. I'm actually not aware. Like I've seen, the, so I've seen the video clip. Mm-hmm. But generally, like, and I really like Katy's music. Mm-hmm. But generally, with any pop star mm-hmm. like that, um, there's a sexualization of her, which is mm-hmm. like her choice too. Yeah. How does something like your faith? Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile working with an artist like that with mm-hmm. your faith? Well, I think are they mutually exclusive? No, I think if you, if I really believe which I do what the Bible says when I believe about God and Jesus, mm. no matter who that person is, there's nothing that I need to reconcile with talking or working with him. You know? Okay. We're human. And I think if there's, if I need to reconcile with him. I mean, like, endo- like, do you think that you're endorsing? I guess it's different. Oh, if I'm like endorsing yeah, the sexual. Like, yeah, the sexualization appeal, da, da, da. of it. Yeah. Well, I think. Despite working with them. Um, I or think it depends on, I think it depends on the project. I wouldn't okay. necessarily like, I mean, obviously. It's like, not porn. Yeah, no, it's not porn. And what we did with her in these last few performances, um, it's been very artistic. It hasn't been about her being super sexy. And And Katie's just sexy in general. Like she's a stunning girl, so you can't help looking good and looking sexy. And people sexualize that because she's beautiful, Mm. you know. And so, um, 
but with her in this particular project, it was all artistic. Like it was mm-hmm. such a different place and different space. It wasn't, you know what I mean, like grinding, twerking kind of thing. So mm-hmm. there was no, there was no hindrance from that. Do you think that someone like Miley Cyrus is just like that's just too, especially what she was doing like two years? Yeah, ago, I think that's just like that's just too. Yeah, crazy. I think there's nothing complex. Yeah, I think it's just team too much. I'm a big fan of substance and okay. sustenance and something that when I watch or listen to Again, it, it actually it, feeds. Artistic, it yeah. feeds something. I yeah. don't just want to hear about your money and your cars and your hoes or who's twerking. Like I could give two craps about that. So with Miley, I think she, I mean, she knew what she was doing. Like Mm. she did not lose her mind. She knows what's up. And I mean, again, I'm not hating on anybody's hustle. Get the check. (laughs) um, She's so talented. She's a vocalist. That girl can sing. Yes. That girl can sing her butt off and she's great. And I think, what she was doing, maybe I don't know what she or her intention was, mm. but the I wouldn't go that route. It completely but changes people's yeah. perception of it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's not gradual. It needed to be totally rapid. Well, and, and everyone is like everyone just drastic. pictured uh, Hannah Montana on her, and she's yeah. not Hannah Montana. She's yeah. a Miley Cyrus, yeah. and Miley could be that. You yeah. know what I mean? She very well could be that. You don't. We don't know her, know her like that. Which I don't think she really is, but um, you know. Yeah, but if something like that, I wouldn't particularly work on that project because there's nothing that I gain from it. Right. I don't enjoy it. So at that moment, first and foremost, before it even gets to like a spiritual thing, yeah. I don't even like it. So What do you mean by spiritual? Like, or if I have to go back and reconcile, like, oh, I'm endorsing the sexualized thing of women sure, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm not even, I don't even want to do that. So yeah. I wouldn't even get myself in that situation to where I would have to maybe question what, what are my morals and values? Am I crossing a line that I don't kind of thing? So, yeah. You just sort of go with the flow. and mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, again, like I said, like there's no, there's no judgment and I'm not condemning anybody about anything that they do. It's just a matter of what I choose to work on or not. Okay. Which again, which I think separates and even keeps any type of drama that could be by me saying, no, I don't want to because, by me mm. just saying, ah, no, that's not even the route that I want to go. It just prevents a whole bunch of mess that doesn't need to be, you know? Sure. So. Um, I'm overwhelmed by how good your answers are, actually. <laughs> it's seriously, like, it's, yeah, it's really, really cool. How, what are the, are there differences or the reasons for you uh, being an artist, say, like, uh, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, are they different than, than what they are now? Oh, and if so, how have they changed? Um, like the motives behind it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I have a theory, but yeah. I, I can say that after. Um, yeah, I would love to hear this theory. Um, <laughs> at first, honestly, dance was my way to get away from my mess. My mess and like family uh-huh. and just life in general. Like dance was the one place that I could go to. Yeah, it was yeah. totally like sanctuary other than church for real. Like that was the place where I can go and had no attachment. Like nothing from my life could come in and touch it. Okay. And I made sure of that. Like, okay. and then um, so that was like my place to go. And it was something that was so unexpected. I wanted to be a psychologist at first. Right. So I was signing yeah, up. Yeah, that empathy, man. Yeah, yeah. I was signing yeah. up to go to ASU and I wanted to get a doctorate in psychology. Okay, cool. To either do marriage counseling or work with uh, kids who have like anger problems, like no discipline. They come from yeah. like a hard background, like someone who can have a real conversation yeah. and get some real change and not just like pat them on the back and yeah. medicate them and then they're in the office yeah. for eight years. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like cut to the source. Let's deal with some things. That kind of thing. That's where I was going. And one of my best friends at the time, Ashley R., uh, took me to a convention, a dance convention. And I took the hip-hop class, and I was watching this jazz number. I was like, 
I think I can do that. But I was like, no, there's no swag in this. I'm going to get clowned on. I'm not dancing. <laughs> swag, so, money. like, no, no swag. And, like, I ain't going to get no wife. Right, like, no, right, like, nothing's right, going right, to be popping like right. that. And then um, I went to a studio and I took a contemporary class. And it literally, I bawled in my car for, like, an hour. What? Like, because I never felt or experienced you something like that. Connected. And I knew that that's what's what I was supposed to do. Right. So I, like, went home and I told my dad. Yeah, yeah, that was my moment. I went home and I told my dad first because I thought he was going to be the one that was like, you know, take your ass to school. And my mom would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's like, oh, cool. Yeah, go for it. Take a year off. And I was yeah. like, cool. So when I told my mom, and she was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, right. I don't think so kind yeah. of thing. So. Yeah. And then why, how were you? And then from there, oh yeah, but to your question, sorry, I go off on tangents. Um, I wanted, once I figured out what it was that I was kind of like my purpose or some, not my, well, maybe my purpose or I was given this talent to use this. This was what I was supposed to do with in life kind of thing. Once I figured that out, I was like, well, this is, it's something more than just, this is a cool thing. Like that rocked me to my, to my soul. Like I cried about it and I cried Mm. about it for a week after. Like, Mm. I don't know what I'm feeling, but I know that I'm supposed to do this. Mm. And once I saw what success looked like in terms of like, wow, I could make a lot of money and help my family or I can give back on a much greater scale than I'm used to. You know what I mean? Like I could really give back. Like my family, we didn't have a lot, but we always helped people. Like some, a cousin, uncle, grandma, grandpa, someone always lived with my family growing up. So there was always this, we don't have much, but what we do have, we will kind of help and give away. And that's always been something that I want to do. Like I kind of want to be Oprah, like where she just just like does things. Yeah. 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 She like does things, but I want people to not know that it's from me. I just want to go buy someone. Someone's car broke down. Like they have a, like a pink slip and a brand new, like dope car and have no idea what it's from. Yeah. That's what I really want to do in life. Like that'd be so cool. So you have to start where you start small. Yeah. So, but that's why I was like, wow, I can help my family. I can get my family situated financially, so they don't have to worry about finances anymore. I could be financially stable. I could finally travel. I could see the world, and I really could use whatever gifts God gave me and my crazy energetic personality to really do some good. You know, there's so much <coughs> darkness in this world, and now with like, there's news and there's so much information at all times. Um, whether it be truth or lies, there's just so much darkness going around, and no one. But at the same time, there's so much light, but it's mm. so overshadowed because mm. people knowingly and unknowingly want to see the darkness. People sure. feed on that, yeah. which is stupid. I think it, like, it, it gives people like a sense of purpose to criticize. Yeah, like it gives them something to do, but yeah. it's harder to be negative and to be nasty and to yeah. criticize than to just be nice. Yeah. It is so much easier and so less... like It's just it's easy to be a good person. It really is. Yeah. And that's why the power of choice to me is just absolutely incredible because at that moment you have a you have a choice to make. You either be nice or be mean. And you choose to be mean. That is a choice and a lot of times a taught behavior, a mm-hmm. learned behavior. Mm-hmm. But you choose that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You choose to say something nice or you choose to say something mean. No matter what you've gone through, have come from whatever your past, your history, anything like that. If anybody could have a reason to be mad or upset about the world or anything, it could be me, you know? <laughs> but what's the point? Mm. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't fix your situation. It makes you sick. You're losing. You're dying anyway. Just gonna make it faster. Mm. Why not laugh and be happy? And be like, well, I can't really do anything about this, so I'm gonna let it go. God, it's in your hands, and I'm gonna just do what I know that I should continue. Con- what I should continue to do is just to laugh and to smile. And it really does say like 
what you speak, you bring to yourself. You know what I mean? So if I want good things in my life, I'm not going to get it sulking and being salty and shady and being mm. so negative. No, hell no. If God has a million dollar check for me somewhere, I will I will gladly take it <laughs> yeah. with a smile on it. And just to be excited and happy about that. And I think that there's not a lot of that in the world, especially now with like Trump and whoever, yeah. whatever anybody agrees with it, like the world is in shambles. It is. And yeah. I think it's even more I mean, so. Come important. on, look what happened with the Oscars, right? Hel- hello. Like, that's just like one moment. But it's it just happening at a crazy time. Yep. Yep. I only mention that because we're in Los Angeles and yeah. it's still a talking point. But um, there's like something in the air mm-hmm. where everything's a bit off. Mm-hmm. And how, yeah. Yep. So basically, sort of not to like incorrectly summarize your mm-hmm. answer, but um, to the question of whether your reasons for being a professional artist have changed, it's like you've come to the realization that it gives you the opportunity to be your best self and make the totally, best contribution. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you originally just were attracted to it because it gave you a refuge. But even then, like there was something in the way that you described that moment yeah. where you knew. Yeah, I knew. Way. I knew. Cause so I it was, hasn't evolved yeah. greatly, but you've become more aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, which is natural. And that's, yeah. that's my theory actually. So basically <laughs> yeah. you substantiated my theory, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's like people are just attracted to doing it and then the deeper you get into it, the mm. more aware you become of it. It yeah. helps with your self-awareness. Yeah. And I was questioning whether or not to go to school or what I wanted to do. Like I love music. Have you music. had those questions I in the past, seeing... like in the recent years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've questioned like there's moments where you're like, man, things aren't happening or like things are not going the way I expected yeah. to. Am I doing the right thing? Am, yeah. Did I hear the right voice? Did yeah. I kind of do the right thing? And every time I ask that question, God kind of laughs and something happens and it all okay. works out. So I don't I don't question it too much more. There are moments where I'm like, all right, well, um, I'm going to just have to just give this up and let you kind of take care of it because I don't know what to do and I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. So You don't have to answer this question, mm-hmm. but in living in LA, Mm -hmm. what's the longest period where something hasn't been happening and what changed, like what circumstances, what changed? mm. Was it a result of your actions or was it just like luck? Someone came and offered you another job Um, and you were just about to go back to school. after Pearl? I'm trying to think. I think it was either after Pearl, the show I did, it was like six months with the work. And then after that, November. Yeah, it was like November to St. January, February. It was like four or five months of nothing. Okay. Other than like side hustles or going to go teach into getting like a couple hundred here or there. Like nothing, right. nothing really worth that you could live off of in LA. But okay. it all kind of worked out. Hello, LA hustle. But, um, so you just kept at it and then it just, yeah, changed. I just kept at it. And again, like you just have to, and again, while and you you're waiting for that job, that yeah, accept yeah. it. And that doesn't mean ignore your feelings or like get over it kind of thing. Accept yeah. it. Accept what you're feeling about it. And yeah. then what can you do while you wait? Yeah. Which is take your butt to the gym. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stay, stay ready. That's one of my biggest things that I tell younger dancers or anyone who I talk to in the aspect thing. Like, you want to stay ready. You don't want to need to get ready for your next role. Yeah. You want to be ready as soon as they call you. So what does that mean? Go take dance classes. Be in the gym. Be active. Go out and make sure that you're around people who are working, kind of like to kind of show face and to just let people see you. Get active, post some projects, like do anything that fits in your bill and in your pocket that can get your face out there and allow people to see you. So basically, just don't give up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, without a shadow. And I think the moment moment you choose to give up, you literally, your blessing could literally be the next thing. Yeah. And it's always hard to say because you're like, but when do you know when to stop kind of thing? 
And I firmly believe that when when it's time to stop, I think you'll get a an answer that you won't have to question. Right. You know, I think and I never and that's the only that's way I can answer. say that to yeah. people because people are like, well, how do you know? And I never because of my life and how it's gone, and I, I always tell people, do not give up. It literally could be that next day, yeah. that next hour. Literally, I was sitting in my room watching the first season of Glee, finished it, and I was sitting on the chair like, dang, I think I can do that. That was it. And literally the next week, I got a call to walk on the show. Wow. You know what I mean? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that that was going to happen, you know? But when that happened, and I was in training like 40 hours a week, like at that moment. It was yeah. before I'd like done anything as far as jobs. Um, I had no idea that that was coming. But and while I saw that, I was like, dang, I would love to. Now it would be a dream to be on that show. And then it showed up, you know what I mean? And wow. then the whole time I was waiting for that to kind of show up or anything, I was working for it. I was mm-hmm. training. I was making sure I was ready for it. So when it came, I just kind of took it. And you never feel like you're ready. But I think when it comes your way, no matter what you may feel, you're ready for it, yeah. you know? Man, I'm really inspired by your answers. I could keep going. We, um, I have, uh, I'm have. i in no rush. So. I, oh, man. <laughs> I'm okay. in no rush. I think maybe... So with what you've said so far, mm-hmm. do you see a lot of it in the high-profile artists that you've worked with? And has that helped you articulate these thoughts and conclusions that you hold as values? Um, say that one more time. So like you've said all of this great stuff for yeah. why you do what you do and how yeah. you're able to keep going. Yeah. And it's like – and you seem really like clear on it, which is yeah. awesome. Um, have you – sort of like confirm those beliefs and values for yourself because you've seen them in like some of the like huge talent that Mm -hmm. you've worked with and Mm -hmm. you're like okay cool they're doing that so it's like oh i see that in myself and that's that's sort of like where i'm heading yeah yeah i think so i think i think i'm a visual learner so when i see it and when i see that it's workable and that it's tangible yeah i then it sits into me into my core kind of thing and but it sits it really hits home when i've had to live it Mm-hmm. And I've had to personally go through it to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, sometimes you know, it, you learn those lessons from stupid mistakes. But uh, or that part, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I just want to learn the easy way. But learning it through what I've like experienced, it sits sits fantastically. And, and now being able to like work with big artists like Katy Perry, Ariana Grande is one of my really good friends nowadays. That's you know? awesome. So, not bad. Like, seeing her, no, no, not at all. She's like sweet Katie as Perry, Ariana Grande. She's sweet as pie. Like she's one of my favorite yeah. people in the world. But like seeing her, for example, like yeah. she is the sw- she's, she's a hard working girl, right? That girl, while we were doing Hairspray Live, she was getting ready for her tour that she's on now, Dangerous Woman Tour. So, that girl works her butt off. She she eats, sleeps, and breathes what she does. And That's it's amazing. because of who she is. Mm-hmm. And watching her those few months come in literally uh, like a couple weeks before we were live mm-hmm. because she was doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Like she walked in, getting her lines and da 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 Watching how accessible she is and teachable oh, that right. she is. She's still curious. Oh, totally, totally. And she's she's always like... she's got like an empathy? To- oh, oh right. yeah. That, she has... I she, When people say, oh, is she a diva? It cracks me up because she is the sweetest human being I've ever met. Right. And she's she's very strong. You yeah. know, she's not going to let people sit and walk on her. And that's what people, I think, read as her being a diva. No, that's just her being a strong woman. Like, yeah. you're not going to treat me any type of way, talk to me, you know, a couple yeah. of ways. But anyway, back to your question, watching her and watching how Katie is. Katie's not a robot. 
she is not told what to do. Right. Which and and that to me was really cool because you know you hear things like oh all of these like record labels they just tell the artist what to do and the artist is kind of like a clone and they're not there's no personality. No 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 no. Katy Perry was like no nah, I don't like that I want to yeah. do this instead. Yeah. Whereas this da 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 she's very hands on too. So seeing that you could be someone of that statue and mm. to be able to like no 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 I'm running stuff like yeah. I'm running it kind of thing it's yeah. super cool so I learned yeah I learned a lot a lot and seeing that especially working with Katie the past month and a half um, it's been really like taking that in like wow like if something happens musically and I am an artist one day or something like that I know is that, some, is that one of your aspirations oh totally okay. totally to be a singer as well. yeah well I was a singer before I was a dancer oh okay yeah. cool um, watching her and seeing that I'm like I'm more prepared about it. Like if right. if the tables were turned and I was an artist rehearsing for a Grammy kind of thing, mm. I have an idea of what that's like. Mm. I have an understanding, mm. and I know what works and I know what doesn't work, kind mm. of thing. So it's always like and that's just your experience. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. learning by being a part of it and watching them, yeah, yeah. and that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. so cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been anything that you? I mean, obviously you didn't have any expectations in coming into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything that you've wanted to say that I haven't asked you or that? You didn't get the chance to say in one of those other interviews no, you've been doing I recently. I don't think. So. I don't think so. I don't really think so. Let me think about that. Um, and again, this is honestly because this is the whole no, yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Like when I had <laughs> the friend that we were talking about before on. Yeah. At the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> at the beginning of the conversation, I asked him um, how interested are you in in this conversation, and he said out of ten, and he said like a four. <laughs> And I was like, that's that's cool, because we have that banter, yeah. I had that banter with him. Yeah. But at the end of the conversation, he said like a nine. Yeah. So compared to where you were at the beginning of the conversation yeah. to now, has, has, has the interest been... No, I I was curious when you first reached out. I was like, okay. wait, Alex wants to interview me? I was like... I mean, we talk and we hang, but like we haven't had that moment. I was like, well, this is the perfect opportunity right, to cool. really like, get to know So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm game. Or me gets to know so, you because it's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is great. I'm yeah. into it. And then I was just curious. As I didn't know what you are going to ask, what we were going to talk about. And I didn't know how deep... We were gonna go, and I love having deep conversations. Like, I love being open and honest and real. Yeah. And also, like the cool, the cool, like it's funny, like talking about faith and talking about your faith. I mm. think is something that shouldn't be no, like, never looked down upon. Looked down upon, or like that person who wants to talk about it shouldn't feel like like you I don't seem, know. You seem pretty apologetic think, about that. Is that because of just being in LA? People have um, looked down upon. No, you? I think no. I or because for, I'm not like that open about whatever spirituality I have. Well, I, no, no. I think I. I could go into detail and talk about. I will ch- like. I could talk about it all day long. Yeah. And I, I don't, but I don't forcibly push. I don't forcibly push it on a lot of people. Proselytize. Like people. if someone, yeah, if someone asks me a question, like, oh, how this happened, I, I literally can't say, oh, I know it's nothing but God, right. because that's the honest answer that I have. Right. And whether that person wants to accept it or not, oh, okay. it's on them. You know. Yeah. But like, if someone asks me, how did, how did all this happen? Like, how did this work with Katy Perry? I could like. I didn't do anything about it. It literally was a blessing, you know? Like, yeah. I was in New York on vacation, and I get a call that, hey, you're going to go work for Katy Perry. And I'm like, all right, Lord, like, I just did Hairspray. Like, I have no connections to Katy Perry. Didn't mm. even think that I would ever work for her and meet her. And I'm like, mm. I don't really know what you are what you have next for me, but I'm, I'm praying to believe that you're going to work it out. Yeah, and right. at that moment, like, 
Again, God's already doing stuff, and I'm praying for something that He's already answered for. But you're working hard, you know, though. Like, oh, totally, in the practical totally. Sense, yeah. yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people think it's like, all a combination. When they of say pray, felt. like you just pray and you do nothing. Mm. No, 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 no. Faith without works is just dead. Yes. So okay. God's like, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm not gonna give it to you if you can't handle it. Yeah. If you're being lazy, yeah, yeah. Why am I gonna give you a blessing that you can screw over? Like that's yeah. stupid. And I don't get anything from it. I don't yeah. get any glory. So, but no, I I talk about it. When those answers come up, I am totally just like calm, cool, and collected. I'm like, oh. Can we talk about this? Are yeah. you ready? Cool, great. But I don't, I don't oversaturate conversation with it because. Well, I don't think I think proselytizing is frustrating for a lot. Yeah, of people. and yeah. a lot of people they don't. Yeah, I think people have to be ready for that conversation. Yeah, you know, and I'm not, and I'm a firm believer. If anybody asks me about Jesus, I'm like, you want to know about Jesus? Cool, we can talk about it. And at that moment, that's in your hands. You know, mm. I'm not Jesus. I can't convert or change or do anything. That's something on a personal thing for you or whoever I'm talking to about it. But um, I, yeah, I think we shouldn't shy away from it. And I think what is really cool is that I can, with you, that was one thing I just didn't expect. I'm like, mm. yeah, I don't really know if we're going to talk about anything. But I was like, well, I hope he's okay with me saying God or Jesus because that's just... That's just my the podcast, truth, man. You know? yeah. That's my honest truth. And I know where I've come from and I know where I've been and I've seen him do amazing things in my life. And for me to get an interview all of a sudden, I'm going to be bougie. I'm going to leave him out. Like, there's no amount of money in, in the world that can kind of make me stray away from that because of what the life that I've lived. And I'm happy and I'm thankful for yeah. all of the hard things and all of the crappy, mm-hmm. terrible things in my life. Looking back on it now, I understand why it was allowed to happen or maybe even caused or da-da-da-da. Some things I still don't understand. Mm. But going back to that, I think it's just it's refreshing to be able to talk about it on a podcast with someone who's like, yeah, let's talk about it. As mm. opposed to like, I'm talking to a college and I can't – like. We, we can talk about it, but the college isn't really interested in talking mm. to me about Jesus. But after the conversation, they're actually like, oh, can we talk more about this kind of thing? So it's just, I don't really try to. Yeah, yeah. I don't really oh, try to. It's disappointing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, but, I guess they're representing an institution, mm, though. And, yeah. sort of, and I don't think it, they want to It can't be too attached to it. Yeah. But again, like that's 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 who I am. So if anyone asks to talk to me or to interview me, that's what you're going to get. So if don't nobody like it, light a cigarette and keep it pushing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Rashad just did the funniest action <laughs> with a fake cigarette. Um, okay, I think I feel I need I want. I think that I feel rested. I really do. That's awesome, yeah. I still need food. Okay. And skills. Yeah. And I want to keep talking. And I feel. And I feel. Man. It's not. It's, check it's in a with good your, feeling. We can check in with your body, like if you feel inspired. Do you think? Yeah, I feel inspired. I feel awake. I feel yeah. alive. I think anytime I get to be honest and talk about something. That's things, the gist that I'm getting yeah. from all of my guests. A lot of them like start off the conversation with "I feel hungry" or "I mm-hmm. need food," which is mm-hmm. still the same. Oh yeah, totally. you can't I'm change that every hour. So. Or they or they start <laughs> yeah. off with being tired, and yeah. then by the end of the conversation, just yeah. by talking about stuff that inspires them, totally. they're totally awake. Yeah, alive. you get. You, there's no way that you don't. Totally. You can, yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you, Rashan. So I think that the conclusion I'm reaching with this, or he's like the perfect <laughs> guest because he confirmed a lot of my working theories, um, inherent empathy, um, an element of struggle, uniting artistic voice, uh, faith plus work. Mm-hmm. Anything else? And I think, I think the biggest thing is you have to, happiness is a choice or no, happiness yeah. is a feeling. Yeah. Joy is a choice. Okay. And I choose to have joy no matter what's going on in my life and I choose to smile yeah. whether if it's raining or sunning and or sunning or if it's Sunny. sunshine yeah yeah and I think that's that is so important even when you're down in the darks and you don't know what you're going to do or what the next 
you have to smile, yeah. you have to laugh, and you yeah. have to be positive because it's easier. Yeah. It's easier to believe in something good that's going yeah. to happen. And I know that's not taught nowadays, especially in our generation. No, not at all. But patience and smiling and being happy. Well, not necessarily, in the but yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have to be happy in the process. You have to laugh in the process. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Laugh in the process because if you don't, life is going to laugh at you. And I will be damned if life laughs at me. I could write a book with all of these quotes. <laughs> yeah. Man, thank you so much, Rashawn. Right, well, thanks uh, for, having me, man. thanks for listening, guys. Uh, see you next time. Deuces.